Well, yes, that's appropriate. Amen. It's with profound sadness and understanding that today we announce is the Blair family's last service with us as a family. They have served diligently, honorably, under my pastoral care in this church since they came four and a half years ago. It was four and a half years ago that his job offered him a transfer to Southern California, which they had never lived in California, lived in Central Florida their whole life. And he accepted a task to basically, in my opinion, turn around the Southwest region, sales, customer service. So they sent in the ACE. And as I begin to serve with Brother Blair and he began to serve our church, I understood from the corporate world why they sent him. Go to California and fix it. Now, the plan wasn't to come back. The plan wasn't a temporary assignment as far as they knew. But when they saw the, I'd say, 30% increase of productivity in a pandemic year, and I get it, I come from the corporate world, they said, we need you at corporate to help us nationally. And I told my wife, if I was at their corporate office, I know I would bring him back too. But you see, in the kingdom world, God does things different. To be honest with you, I don't understand all of it. But if I could compete with the corporate world, I would outbid them. I would. I would outbid them because of his value and love and the whole family. You don't just get one minister. You get four productive, God-fearing, loving people. And I've been appreciated of that for four and a half years. And in four and a half years, we've never had a crossword and never a misunderstanding. Never. And that's a quite an honor, and I salute all four of you. I am profoundly indebted to you forever. That it seemingly now we'll just look back and say, when the Blairs were here, those were some great times. And maybe to be fair to us, they look back and say, when I was in California, that was a great part of my life. Because we blessed each other. And so I've asked Brother Blair to preach today while his family is here. His family leaves early out of LAX Thursday morning. He's here through the end of the month taking care of corporate stuff, and then he will take his car, pick up his brother and his dad in Phoenix, and they'll just truck straight to Orlando, Florida. He'll get in on a Friday, and he's in the corporate office on Monday. And I just want his family maybe to hear the words he would say, as opposed to say, preach the last Sunday of June or July, rather. And so all of us have showed our appreciation. There's a stack of cards here of just words, and maybe there's things in them. There's just kindness. Just, Sister Blair, I know you're very organized, so just put them in a little folder that says Callie. And when you wake up any morning and say, what are we doing? The humidity, the mosquitoes, the hurricanes. I'm a fool. You go to these cards and know people love you where there's no mosquitoes and people love you where there's no hurricanes and people love you where there's no humidity. And pe- I'm being kind of funny. And then I know I want to acknowledge a, lot, a host of you. I know of the Blairs have told us and even my wife and I have taken them out and you've had fellowship and conversations over a lunch and a dinner table and all of that is done under the banner of we love you guys. It's with profound sadness. But life goes on. And God replaces. And it's about the kingdom of God. So Brother Blair, uh, would your whole family come up? I want to pray for you guys, all four of you. Amen. I want to anoint them. They have my full blessings. 
and I want the best for them. And I know they want the best, best for us. That's, those are great relationships, right? When, it, when both parties win and both parties exceed, succeed. And so I appreciate you guys. So I'm a, we're going to pray for them. And maybe the pastoral staff, if you just jump up here and help me lay hands on them and bless them. If you'll put your prayers and your hands towards them. And give me a second just to slow this down and to honor them. And then he'll preach the prophetic word of God and we'll receive and God will have his will. So pastoral staff, if you'll make your way up here. Amen. Wherever you are in the building. It's not just me that is being impacted. It's the staff, the load he carries. And a lot of you have benefited from all of them. So I know it's not just about Brother Blair. I know I'm a husband. I'm a minister. But it's a, it's a it's an amazing family and a wife and all of you guys. So you are the Blair family. We're not just blessing the Lee family. We're blessing the Blair family. And you guys have worked hard. You've grown. You've grown to love our state. You've grown to appreciate it. Of course, we got you, right? That's, that's a done deal. But it, in all sincerity, we've all grown together, and we have become a better church because of this family. And probably this family has become a better family because of us, and that's what God does. So let's pray. Put your hands and prayers towards them. God, praise God. Brother Blair, please take your time. We're not in a hurry. We love you. I'm glad and honored that you could preach to us today. Thank you. Love you too. Thank you. Thank you. He's not only my pastor, he's my friend. My son asked me if I was nervous. I said no this morning, but I'm a little nervous. But I want to say thank you from, from my family, my wife, my kids, that we didn't have a good time here in Southern California. Next month, my wife and I will be married 25 years, and tomorrow I'll be 48 years old. Coming from a family of many ministers, my great-grandfather, a minister, four generations of apostolic ministers. I would say the last four and a half years have been our greatest experience and greatest treasures in our, in our lives. And that's because of you. That's because of Pastor, Sister Rance, Pastor Mark, Sister Ashley. And I salute you, and I give you a standing ovation for your love, your friendships to my family. Not to me, but to my wife and to my kids and me. My wife and I came, and you may be seated, you may be seated. I will not talk long about this, but I believe the Lord's giving me a message that's going to kind of go along with what I'm saying this morning. October 2016, 
we pulled in this parking lot looking to come here in January and looking for a church. We didn't know what church we were going to go to. We're staying at the Hampton Inn right here in Old Town, right off of Jefferson. And before we left that morning, I told my wife, I said, we're going to know. We're going to know if this is the right church for us when the first song is sung. Because we knew we were coming here. It was, it was led by the Spirit to come to California. We left the hotel room, got in the rental car, and we pulled up. Brother Wilford, I said it many times, you greeted us at our door. We pulled up in the guest parking. You brought us in. Sister Sharice, I think we said about where you were at. And Pastor, as I told you and Sister Rance the other night, first song, I don't think we got five notes in the first song. Me and my wife looked at each other. She was already crying. And we just started crying because we knew this was our home. We knew this was our home. And it is with great sadness that we leave because we're leaving a lot of friends. We're leaving a lot of friends. We're leaving a lot of memories, great memories. And our family has been so, so blessed. You'll never know. Only heaven will tell how blessed we have been in four and a half years. Only heaven will tell. So I say, church, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I owe, I said all that to say this. I've been preaching for a long time. And I just told you all my family lineage of, of ministers. And I told him this, but I want to tell the churches. Pastor, if you and Sister Drance would stand up. I have never, ever experienced a pastor and a pastor's wife like Pastor and Sister Durance. And I give you honor and I say thank you from the depths of my heart. In my family's heart, I say thank you. We, we, because I am part of we, are so blessed by having Pastor and Sister Drance as our senior pastor. We are so blessed. If you don't know that, please, you need to know that. There's no one that will pray and be on your side like Pastor and Sister Rance are. And I give you honor today and I say thank you for pouring into us and our family over the past, past four and a half years. From day one, we were tethered. It was, there was a bond between us like, like we were forever, not only forever friends, but we were forever family. We have to be, there's some DNA inside of us that because we're so much alike with Pastor and I and we got some, a lot of weird coincidences that, that are not really good, but they're weird coincidences that we know. We know what they are. And, but we have laughed. I've met someone as sarcastic as I am. And it uh, is <laughs> funny. I, I hope my wife takes Sister Drance laugh with her every time I say a joke. I hope that happens. You may be seated, but I give you honor, Pastor and Sister Durant. Thank you so much. Amen. This will not be, I'm sure, the last time I preach here in the pulpit. But as I say every time I take it, I do not take it lightly as I stand behind a sacred desk this morning. And I will not belabor all my comments because I could go on and on and on. I do want to say one more thing, and that's to the pastoral staff. Thank you, brethren, for your kindness, for your friendships. I, I hope I did not rub you the wrong way when I asked you to do a few things that, because they were all from pastors, so blame him. 
But you, brother, and you men have been great friends to me. And I am I'm better because of you. And my family leaves here Thursday morning. They leave here so much better because of the church. Amen. Amen. This morning, if you would stand for the word of God, I'm going to go. I will not keep you long. probably heard me say it a lot of times, but I'll be preaching this morning. I'll be exposing the scripture wrapped up in a little preaching. Is that okay? I don't know if we'll swing from the candlescent lights this morning or we're just going to, the word of God's going to expose itself to you. But I promise you it's a word from the Lord. You would turn into your turn into your Bibles, mobile devices, Revelation chapter three, verses ten through thirteen. Revelation ten three through thirteen. Media could help me with the scriptures here. If you have it, say amen. Because, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I, will, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come unto all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold the fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God. And I, I will write up upon him my new name. And, that he, and he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Amen, amen, amen. Let us pray. Lord, we love you and we praise you. We thank you for your powerful spirit, God, that's already been moving through the worship today and the praise. We thank you for your presence that is so present this morning. We ask that you would move upon us today as your anointed word goes forth, God. Whether it be in person or online, God, that your word would prick the hearts of the hearers today. And that they would respond and that they would draw closer to you in the precious and mighty name of Jesus Christ. And the church said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Over 2,000 years was the beginning of the most powerful, the most influential, the most trusted, and the most coveted family in history. Every devil in hell has tried to stop them and failed. Politicians and mainstream media have tried to stifle them, and they're louder than ever before. Who are they? They are the church. I said, who are they? They are the church. Media, if you'd help me, the iPad's not working this morning. We have the greatest military in the world. The United States military is the greatest military in the world. The Army, the Navy, the Marines, the Coast Guards, the SEALs, the Rangers, the Snipers, the greatest men and women fighting for the United States of America and our freedom. But as great as they are, they don't compare to the apostolic church. They don't compare to the apostolic church. These are great men and women. And I do not downplay what they do day in and day out 24-7. But they don't compare to the apostolic church. Church, we are not some anemic nobodies. We are the church of the Most High. We are more than conquerors. We are victorious. We are the church. Revelation 3 and 11 says what Jesus wants to what Jesus wants the church of Philadelphia to do. It says, Behold, I am coming quickly. 
Hold fast to what you have, that no man may take your crown. That behold, I am come quickly. First, the church at Philadelphia must remember, and us today in Temecula must remember, that Jesus is coming quickly. And we must prepare ourselves for his coming. The expression quickly is to be understood as something which is sudden and unexpected, not immediate. It's unexpected. He's telling the church, hey, I'm coming and you need to be ready. He's not saying, I'm coming at July 12th at 2 a.m. in the morning, so you need to be prepared. He says, I come quickly. No man knows the hour. No man knows the day. I'm just coming. And whenever I come, I'm coming quickly. Brother Tony, I'm coming. He's coming quickly. But he's telling us we need to be ready. We have to prepare ourselves our hearts, our minds, our souls, our families to be ready because he's coming quickly. Yes, says, behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast to what you have. The church at Philadelphia must not depart. This is what the scripture is telling. They must not depart from its solid foundation. And it's truths for us today. We must hold fast to the solid foundation that we stand on faithfulness to Jesus have kept my word and have not denied my name these things can and must continue among the church but it will only happen as we hold fast to what we have the scripture goes on and says that no man take your crown if they fail to hold fast their crown must might be given to another the idea is not that it might be stolen by another, but given. This is not a crown of royalty given because of royal birth. This is a crown of victory. Jesus Christ has given you a crown of victory this morning. Jesus encouraged his saints to finish their course with victory. He's telling the church today, as he told them then, hey, you got to play the second half Harder than you played the first half. you got to play the second half as faithful as you did the first half. Because he's coming quickly. There's no time for games in the church. No matter if you've been a part of the church for five days or 50 years. Continue to love and serve the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. Never forget that man most, most likely to steal your crown is yourself. We have to keep ourselves and our hearts diligent. As Proverbs says, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Church, we have to be prepared. There's no time to waver in our faith. There's no time to say, hey, I'm taking a break. Because God is coming quickly. He's coming quickly. Revelation 3 and 12 says, a promise of a reward. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go out no more, and I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down of the, out of heaven from my God. I will write on him a new name. That verse, he who overcomes, I will make him a pillar. Overcomers were told that they would be as a pillar in the temple of the of God. Pillars were pictures of strength, of stability, and honorable beauty. The ancient city of Philadelphia at that time suffered from frequent earthquakes. I remember our first earthquake here. It scared me to death. Babe or sister babe, it was probably 
what, about 1030 at night. And we're laying in bed, and the house started shaking. I just put my hand like this because I'm like, what? She's, she's on this side. I'm like, what in the world? She's like, I think it's an earthquake. We didn't know what to do, so we just, we, I laid as still as I can. I said, oh, Jesus. About 20 seconds later, it was gone. So thank you. Thank you, California, for ex- letting us experience that. But Philadelphia at the time, they, they, they suffered from frequent earthquakes. And when a building collapsed in an earthquake, often all that remained standing were these huge pillars. Oh, I wish somebody knew where I was going. Jesus offers us the same strength to remain standing in him when everything else around us is crumbling. When everything else is going wrong, when all chaos is happening, when it seems like the house is crumbling, the job is crumbling, the health is crumbling, oh, I'm just a pillar and I'm standing because I'm part of the church. He makes us like a pillar. No matter what's going on in this world, we are a pillar because we're standing on the foundation of Jesus Christ. It never fails. It never falters. It's unmovable. It's unshakable. We are the church. Who are we? We are the church of the Most High God. Whatever's going on in this world, it's going to be crumbling. It's only going to last for a little bit. But the church stands as a pillar on the foundation of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. If you believe that, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. If you're a pillar, give him a hand clap of praise. Amen, amen, amen. We are pillars standing on the foundation of Jesus Christ. The pillars hold up the building. The only thing supporting the pillar is the foundation. True pillars in the church support the church. And they look to Jesus as their support foundation. Brother Savage, if you'd come up here. Grandma, if you'd come up here. Come on up, come on up here where everybody can see you. Yeah, one helps us. She really doesn't need help. I just want to. She snorkels. She skydives. She cliff dives. She really didn't need help up those three steps, but I didn't want you guys to think oh, he's not a gentleman. So, so out of peer pressure, I helped you, Sister Zuniga. If you guys would stand up here, right in the middle, Sister Sister Durant's. I was getting ready to say Sister D. Sister Durant, come up here. Sister Durant hates this. But these are pillars. These are pillars. Sister Olga, if you'd come up here. When life gets a little ugly at times, and everything's not going right. They run to the pillar. They run to the pillar. Brother Anthony, come on up here. When I don't know what to do. And I don't have all the wisdom. I run to a pillar. Here, Sister Diane. When I got all the questions going on in my head, I don't know where to turn to. I don't know what I, I'm supposed to do. Oh, I run to a pillar. The pillars are always there. Who are they? They are the church. They are the church. I said they are the church. They are constant. They are faithful. They are the men and women of God, a constant in your life. Someone that's always going to be here. Because they're standing on the foundations of the truth of God. Who are they? They are the church. They are the church. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Yes. Give them a hand clap. 
he shall go out no more. The overcomer would have a place of immovability and permanency with God in contrast to the uncertain place in this world. See, this world, they have shiny objects. They have, they want to entice you with a, with a superficial object or a superficial look. But it only is going to last for a little bit. Cover up only covers up so much. Take a little bit from pastor a few weeks ago. Some need to more cover up. That's two different cover ups there. But it only covers up so much. Because see, when the tears start going, because life is happening, and the tears are dripping down your face, and that three hours of work you did that morning, and now you're overcame with, with life, all oh, that just starts dripping down. But the only thing that's constant is the powerful, the powerful church. And you are the church. Amen. Amen. The citizens of Philadelphia lived in an unsettled and fearful life. When the earthquake tremors came, and they came often. Thank Lord we didn't have them often here. The people of Philadelphia fled from the city out into the open country to escape the falling masonry and the flying stones which ex escorted the severe earthquakes. Then when the earth was quiet again, they returned. In their fear, the people of Philadelphia were always going out and coming in. They were always fleeing from the city and returning to it. That was the church of Philadelphia. That cannot be the church of today. We cannot, every time life happens and there's a rumble, we cannot flee. Every time we get a doctor's report, we can't start running. Every time the bill comes in and there's nothing in the bank to pay the bill, we can't just run away from it. Every time the kids go a little crazy every now and then, we can't say we're just leaving. Every time someone hits you right here from this sacred desk, you can't run away from it. This is time for the church to be as pillars. When everything around us is crashing in, we're unmovable. Because we are the church. He goes on and writes, I will write on him the name of my God. I will write on him my new name. The overcomer also received many names of God. The new Jerusalem and the new name of Jesus. These, new, these names are marks of identification because they show who we belong to. They are the marks of intimacy because they show we are privileged to know him in ways others cannot. These pillars were images. And in the ancient world, having special inscribed a special inscribed pillar added to one of the temples sometimes honored the faithful city servant or distinguished priest. These pillars, whenever they had the name on them, they were that mark of intimacy, this mark of personalization. Church, we have a mark. We have a name on us, a name above all names. We have a name that has stood the test of time. We have a name that has conquered death, has conquered hell, has conquered the grave, has conquered the cross, has conquered ridicule. It's the powerful name of Jesus Christ. You are a pillar with the most powerful name on it. These marks of intimacy, 
You know, Brother Chavez was talking about this a couple of nights ago. I was preaching a few weeks ago, and I think even more now, I don't know if I become a little bit more sensitive in the Holy Ghost of the relationship, in that intimate relationship. But we're a pillar, and he has written his name on it because we have connected in ways other can, others cannot connect with. Because him and I have connected, and he has seen all my flaws. He has seen all my failures. He has seen me in my deepest and darkest time. And yet he says, son, I still love you. And I'm writing my name. You are my pillar, and I'm writing my name on it. And as I said few weeks ago in preaching it's because no it's okay brother it's okay it's because when I'm with him I'm not the preacher I'm not the husband I'm not the dad I'm not the friend I'm just Lee I'm stripped down of all my titles and it's just me and him. And he knows me in ways that only he can know me. He knows you in ways that only you and him know. And yet he has seen us in our darkest time. And he says, I still love you. I still want you. I'm writing my name on you as my pillar. Because that is a name of intimacy. That is my mark that says, hey, I don't care what's going on around you. I don't care when someone walks up against, walks up to a sister foster. They know who we are because his name is on us. We don't have to say anything. They know us by our markings because we're pillars. We've been marked by him. Everywhere we go, Brother Townsend, I go to the grocery store. Oh, him and Jesus must have something going on because he's got his name on. When I go to work, Brother Giles, can't mess with him because J-E-S-U-S. That's his pillar. Everywhere I go, they see the markings because we're pillars. Who are these pillars? Come on, help me out. Who are these pillars? They're the church. They're the church. Amen, amen, amen. Precious friends and saints of God, we have the name applied to our lives that gives us power to overcome any and every situation. It gives us authority to cast down every devil in hell that comes against us. It gives us victory. It gives us victory. Mark 16, 16 through 18 reads, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. And in my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Who is they? Who are they? They are the church. They are the church. Peter says in 1 Peter, we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. And ye shall show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Which in the time past, we were not a people. He says in time past, we were not a people. But now we are a people. I'd like to change that and go to the LB version. That's the Lee Blair version. We, we are a pillar. We are a pillar. We weren't a pillar. But now we are a pillar of the Most High God. And we are the church. We are a peculiar people. And Matthew says, whereby their fruits... You shall know them. 
Everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. They're going to know us by our fruits. They're going to know you by your fruits. Love. Joy. Temperance. Meekness. Kindness. Whenever I was putting this message together, I started saying, everywhere we go, people are going to know you. And it brought me back to my childhood. Pastor, you talk about your elementary days in Vista. Everywhere, I'm going to bring you back to Lee Blair. Probably, Mike's too big. Every, about seven, eight years old, I was in a little town called Mims Elementary is where I grew up at. That was our elementary school. And in... in our physical education, P.E. class, every day you went to P.E. And Coach Burke would have us singing a chant because we were the Mims Elementary Mustangs. Oh, we wore our T-shirts proudly. Everybody had a T-shirt. It had a Mustang on it. It said Mims Elementary. Everywhere we go. And he came up with this chant. And it says, we are the Mustangs. The mighty, mighty Mustangs. Everywhere we go, people want to know who we are. So we tell them, we are the Mustangs. And if you could remember, if you could think back whenever you were six, five, six, seven, kindergarten first, you didn't want to do a chant. But Coach Burke, and we had in, our, in this little town about a half a mile away was the packing house, the big citrus area. So it was the Mims packing house, and it was all metal roofs there. So we would do our chant. He's like, I want your chance to bounce off that roof at the packing house. So we would have to get a little louder. We are the Mustangs, the mighty, mighty Mustangs. Everywhere we go, people want to know who we are. So we tell them, we are the Mustangs. We are the Mustangs. And he would just chant. But then I was, my neighbor worked at the packing house on the back side of us, and I would be outside playing. He said, Lee, I heard you today. He was one of the supervisors at the packing house. He would hear us. And I got to thinking about that. We are the church, the mighty, mighty church. Everywhere we go, people ought to know who we are. So we tell them, we are the church. We are the church, the mighty, mighty church. Everywhere we go, people want to know who we are. So we tell them, we are the church. Amen, amen. We are the church of the Most High God. Yes, people will know us. They know who we are. By our fruits, they know who we are. I believe we are living in the worst generation of all time. But we are also living in the greatest generation of all time. These are truly the last days. And we will be the greatest generation of the church. When you think you have seen it all, wait five minutes and you're going to say, I thought I saw it all. Sometimes you're like, I saw it all. Our children are seeing and dealing with things that in any other generation they've never had to deal with before. Pastors are counseling families with situations that they've never had to deal with before. But this is that was, which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaids will I pour out in those days of my spirit. And they shall prophesy. Yes, we might be living in, in perilous times. We might be living in crazy times. But let me tell you, the church is the greatest that's ever happened. Because, see, Grandma couldn't take care of this. Grandpa couldn't deal with it. That's why he put us here today, because he's put a church that can deal with the things of this world. And we stand as pillars. 
when everything else is going around in the world, we're standing as pillars. We're truly, the church is thriving. The church is stronger. The church is louder. The church is mightier. And the church is pressing forward. We are the church. Yes, the mighty, mighty church. And we have a, we have a prize waiting on us. It says in 1 Corinthians 15, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this immortal must put on immortality. Church, we are truly living in the greatest days of the church. Over the last year and a half, I think the church has tried to calculate every Bible study, every baptism, every Holy Ghost, every new convert, every first-time guest that is called, that is watched online. I, I, don't even, I, I don't even think they can count that high. Because when the world thinks they have us, the church steps all above it. And it's all because of you. It's all because of you, Brother Tony. It's all because of you, Sister Heidi. Charlie, it's all because of you. Brother French, it's all because of you. Sister T, it's all because of you. Brother and Sister Edder, it's all because of you. Because we're pillars. We're pillars in the church. I'm going to ask you to stand this morning. Pillars are pictures of strength, stability, and honorable beauty. In church, in this sermon, if you don't remember anything, play the second half just as strongly as you started playing the first half. Because everywhere we go, people want to know. Not only do they want to know, they have to know. They have to know. They have to know that there is something greater than what they're experiencing outside in the world. What they, they need to know that... All the voids, all the gaps, all the holes that they feel in the very depths of their soul can be filled by just one experience in the presence of Jesus Christ. And if you are here this morning and you never have experienced the new birth experience, that's repentance of all your sins and experience a baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin, or the infilling of the Holy Spirit by the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Lord has given utterance. If you never experienced that, you never experienced the powerful presence of Jesus Christ in your life, and you're saying, Brother Blair, I have those voids, and I've been searching for those, I want to be a part of this church you're talking about. Hey, this is the day. This is, your, this is your day. Because the church is here. God met us all here. If you want to experience that, you can experience that. We're going to have a baptism in a few minutes this morning. Someone going down in the precious name of Jesus Christ. 
And all their sins are going to be washed away. And they're going to come up with the name J-E-S-U-S. A pillar. A pillar. If you want to be a pillar with his name written on you. Because the mighty God knows you personally. Today's your day. Amen. Amen. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We thank you, God, for your powerful and precious name. We thank you for your powerful word, your anointed word. God, if there's any man, woman, young person, whether it be in person or online, God, that your word is speaking to right now, God, I'd ask that they would step out and they would lift their hands to you, God, and call on you today. Because, God, you are a mighty God. You are a loving God. You are a powerful God. And we have peace in you. We have joy in you. We have victory in you. We have healing in you. We have provision in you. Everything is in you, God. All things all things good come by you. And we ask that you would move on them today in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. These altars are open. If you're watching online, make your living room. Make that park you're standing at or park bench you're sitting at. Make that an altar. He's there. If you're in the building this morning you'd like to come forward, this altar is open. Ministers are waiting. We are the church. God bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. The weapon may be born, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Because the God I serve knows only how to triumph. Oh, my God will never fail. Oh, my God will never fail. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory for the
We want to thank you for joining us and believe with you today that God has spoken to you through the sermon and worship. If you have pondered in your heart and decided, I need to give my life to God or recommit to Him, we would love to connect with you, pray with you, and be here with you on your journey in strengthening your relationship with Jesus Christ. Whether that be through a Bible study, baptism, or striving to receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit, we want to connect with you to see the amazing things God is doing and going to do in your life. Or if you have any questions, we want to welcome you to our online family. Go to truevine.live and click connect. If you're worshiping with us on YouTube, click that subscribe button. Or on Facebook, like our page. Go ahead, comment, and then click that share button. And if this ministry has blessed you, partner with us by giving to God's kingdom here at Truvine. You can give a one-time gift or a recurring donation. The giving options are coming up right after this. We look forward to seeing you this coming Sunday. God bless.